Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right, with me right now, my good friend, Jeremy Slate of Command Your Brand on the web at commandyourbrand.com. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us. Josh, it's great to, to chat again, man. I know we just recently did an episode with you on my show as well. So it, it's great to you know repay the favor here, man. <laughs> We've known each other for many, many years through the podcasting world. And uh, we're going to be talking about how to be a great guest on podcasts and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe how to find more opportunities. But, you know, obviously, before we get into all that, we want to talk about, you know, the opportunity. Why is this something that almost every business owner or CMO, anyone who's responsible for growth or evangelizing the mission of a company, why are they really out of focus on this? Um, And before we get into that, just give me, Jeremy, like a high level overview of how Command Your Brand works and and kind of where you've been and who you help and, and the outcome that you help them with. Man, I, I I feel like I'm a little un, under underprepared for this, man, because you're like the OG of this stuff. You got you you know way more about this stuff than I do. Um, but in terms of like what we do at Command Your Brand, um, we really help people to become a great podcast guest, locate the right shows for them, help them get booked on those shows. But then we also teach them like what to do with the content after, because I find too many times people want to be effect of the media that they're on rather than effective with it. So that's a big part a big part of what we're teaching our clients to do. So that so that's a, what we do at Command Your Brand. You know, so from a media perspective as well, um, we see this exact same pattern where I think a lot of times people want to get into PR, right? They want to be seen. They want to be visible because they think, well, I'm going to get in front of these audiences and then everybody's going to want to rush and buy my stuff. Um, (laughs) They think it's a Facebook ad, right? Like, okay, this number of impressions, this number of conversions, okay, money. Yeah. And so, you know, it really is. I think it's um, well, we, a pattern that we've seen pretty consistently is most people overvalue the visibility and they undervalue the authority. Yes. Yes. No, 100%. Because the, w- what you should really be doing is using these pieces to enhance your positioning, right? Like people you're seeing and heard with and topics you're seeing and heard on, and also use it in your own marketing so your marketing converts better. But I think too often people, they see that Forbes article go up and they just kind of put their feet up and wait, or they see that podcast come out and they put their feet up and wait, but it's, what are you going to do with this to enhance your own authority? Because the authority you're built, you're building is why someone would buy from you rather than someone else or work with you rather than someone else is because you are the authority. Mm. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, I've had, yeah, I'm sure. And Jeremy, I know you've had like big media features. You've been on some, some pretty decent podcasts. Like you generally will get a little bit of attention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so, um, but what I what I like to do is, and it sounds like you know you do this great work with your client is, uh, you know, is is really help with understanding how to max out that time invested, right? So if you're going to be <laughs> quoted in Forbes, if you're going to be in in this case, of course, you know, with the work that you do, okay, we're going to get you featured on some podcasts. Um, and, and take me through you know, now that you've gotten that placement, right? What's the work now that begins? What, what stuff do you have a guest do? So part of it is, is knowing how to use the content in the right way, because often like if people do anything, one of the things they're doing is just popping out a link. 
And that's not going to be the thing that's going to create attention for you. So one of the things that we love to tell people to do is using some of the stories that you tell in the interview and actually telling those stories to your email list and then promoting that episode that way to your own, own email list. Because that's the, the thing we've seen a lot of success in is you may have had somebody, and we've had this ourselves, like you've had somebody on your list for years that needs that piece of content to move forward and become a client. So there's that part of it. The other part of it is like understanding platforms like, like LinkedIn versus Facebook versus Instagram versus all these different places. Um, video used to do very well on LinkedIn. Now it's long form written content. So we teach people how to once again, tell a story, but you're limited to 1300 characters. So what I always tell them is tell them to write the longer story and then take out characters until it hits 1300 and that red, you cannot post this thing goes away. But mm-hmm. that's really one of the ways to do it. And at the same time, understanding like, okay, if I'm posting this on a platform, how am I going to get someone to view it? Because a lot of these platforms, they don't want somebody to click on a link. So you have to realize like, hey, it's putting it in the comments or it's you're removing the link preview or something like that, but understanding how to use it in those places. Um, another thing as well is writing content in your own blog around that. We tell people to, to write about the interviews you're on. And if the host is, is kind enough to give you an embed player that you can also put on your post, that's another really great thing as well. So it's really understanding how you can use this. And at the same time, I like to, I think most people try to see PR and see placements and things like that as a top of funnel thing, which they can be, but actually it's more of a middle of funnel thing. It's more of a trust thing. So we show you how to use this in your own landing pages, how to use this in your own email copy, how to do things like that and actually make people convert along the way because they need to see that you're the authority to actually know want to work with you. So there's so much you can do if you understand how to incorporate this in what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I'd love to have you talk a little bit more about um, now. So, so someone has appeared on a podcast. Let's say they've appeared on like you know ten different podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if you've appeared on ten podcasts, you're getting close to enough content for a small book. Yes, no, hundred <laughs> percent. You've done yeah. that much teaching. That's <laughs> a lot of gold that you just put out there. And if it just went out to one little silo in somebody else's audience. What a huge missed opportunity yes. that is. Yes. No, it's it's vital because once I once again, people forget about their own audience, people that are already interested in them, people that already know about them. And it's your power base. It's the same thing I tell people when they're looking at local press. A lot of times they're they 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 poo-poo that. They're like, oh, I don't want to be in the local newspaper, or I don't want to be on this smaller website. But you're actually taking people that already know, like, and trust you. And you're using that to then get number one, trust and create business from people that already know you, but number two, to get more media features from those higher from from that trust. So I think it's really understanding like how you can use it in those ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, um, you know, again, you know, I, I real I just want to underline, emphasize this. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that you're an agency owner, you're a consultant, and you've appeared in some some podcasts. Um, now you have a conversation with a client. And they say, well, this all sounds pretty good, you know, uh, and they give you a buying signal. Um, I'm a huge fan of of having well-set-up sales stages and sales cadences. Now, cadence is, you know, what are you going to, now that they've said yes, you're in a new stage in that relationship from a sales perspective, Mm -hmm. what are you going to be doing with them over the next 30 days? Well, rather than just checking in on them and saying, hey, you ready to buy yet? Hey, ready to buy yet? (laughs) What it? What if instead you said, hey, I think you might appreciate this podcast interview that I did. Here's a direct link to it. Uh, and a matter of fact, you know, at 14 minutes and 11 seconds in, uh, I shared something that I think would be very apropos to our work together. Mm-hmm. How powerful is that? You know, in terms of a sales impression, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people need, you know, 10 or more touches before they buy anyway. What a powerful touch this is in a very non-salesy way. You're just, you know, if you can get your your potential customers to spend time with you, uh, that's the name of the game. That's how you yeah. get people to convert. And podcasts just happen to be really darn effective of amassing that time together with you. Well, even in that perspective too, like when somebody comes in, like, let's say, um, I know we do a 14 day sequence when somebody comes into our email list and it, it's even more powerful for you to say, well, um, you know, you may have the question of X, Y, Z. Like we talk a lot about objections people may have as part of our, you know, indoctrination sequence when somebody joins our email list. And you could be like, well, you know, I told Josh Elledge, host of the, you know, of, of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur podcast, um, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then you tell them that in the email, it's even more powerful because you're saying who you told and why you told them. So it's, it's that way as well, figuring out how to use this stuff in, in your indoctrination sequence. But I think also people fail way before that, right? They give out 10 different places at the end of an interview and they wonder why somebody doesn't go and find them. Mm-hmm. We tell people to focus on just one location in one place. And that should be something that helps people apply what you taught, whether it's a worksheet, whether it's uh, something small that's going to help them get a win off of what you taught. So then when they want to you know, grab that, they're going to come into your ecosystem. And that's another really big part as well, because then we tell people, hey, fix the leaky bucket. So that landing page should have a couple of different things on it. It should have a pixel so you can retarget people that didn't opt in. And then another piece of software that we really love called getemails.com. And they mm-hmm. have a massive database of, I think, like you know, 30,000 different people that are opted in. And if your prospects land on there and they haven't opted into your list, it can actually bring them into an indoctrination sequence in your list. So you're continuing to try and find out where you can build the list, which is vital, but also remarket to people that are hearing on the show or that already know you. Oh, very cool. I'm, I, you know, I love it when people give out. <laughs> I love tools, <laughs> man. <laughs> what, is, what is get emails? You use get so, emails? So I use get emails and it's one of the biggest things that grew our email list last year. So get emails.com. Um, you know, companies do share email, no secret. It is what it is. So they have a, a database of people that have opted in for different offers mm. and that are like totally white hat, like not a problem. So they can mm. actually identify when somebody goes to your site, they're on that database and they can then opt them into your list. So then we actually have a special seven day sequence just for that because most people, if they haven't opted in, they'll forget that they didn't. So they're like, oh yeah, I was at his website, whatever it may be. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're this, you're not losing out on contacts. You never want to have too many holes in the leaky bucket because every media piece is an ability to grow your audience and also remarket to that audience so you're not losing them. Yeah, I dig it. Awesome. So Jeremy, um in in terms of being a great guest on a podcast, um what what are your best tips that that you recommend for that? So one of them is actually in preparation. And I think this is where a lot of people fail. And this doesn't mean like spend hours preparing for a podcast, but at the same time, like you should know the host name, you should know enough about them. And what I like to do as well is I'll look for interviews that that person has done with like names I may recognize or topics I may recognize. And I'll listen to five or 10 minutes of that. So I at least know how the show flow is. So when I get on there, I can have a coherent conversation with them or I can reference things they've talked about because you're really going to have a better conversation when you can have a conversation the show's already been having, right? It's a continuing conversation. And you're also knowing the host name, like the simplicity of that is really, really important, but so many people fail at that. And it's surprising to me. So that's one part of it. The other part is knowing what we call story messaging call to action. We look at every interview as having three portions, your personal story, the three to five key teachable things that you're going to, you're going to 
teach people. And then the thing you want people to do at the end. Now, that doesn't mean that you get on there and you recite something you know, verbatim. That's kind of weird. But it's you understand like how your personal story ties into what you're going to teach and where you want people to go at the end so that when you do get on a show, you can tell it through the lens that show needs to hear. We like to explain to people that there's different lenses that different podcasts have. So you're going to tell stories different ways. But when you have story message call to action down and you can be flexible on it, you can be a really, really great guest in that way. The other thing as well, we tell people is don't show up with a scarcity mindset. So often you see guests that want to send you to their website or to a YouTube video or to page blah, blah, blah of their book. Like when you're on for that period of time, be willing to teach, be willing to talk about everything and don't be scarce. You know what I mean? The right person that wants to work with you just wants to know you know what you're doing. They, they, they're they not going to go out and do it. And if they do, more power to them because a very small percentage of people will succeed. So be willing to teach people what they need to know. And you're going to have a great experience that way. And my favorite thing that I that I do as well, and I actually forgot to do this with you today, but I, I always do this at the beginning, um, is asking, you know, what can I do today to make this a really great interview for you? Because mm-hmm. it may spark somebody's idea where they say, oh, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? Um, or they may just say something like, hey, show up and be you, whatever it is. But like doing that really shows up to serve the audience. Like this isn't about you serving you. This is about you serving the people listening to you. Yeah. Um, and and that, that that was my next, actually, my next question is like, you know, before, so let's say you've done, so you've done your research ahead of time. You kind of yeah. get a feel for who this audience is. Um, mm-hmm. I also like, again, Jeremy, um, showing up and being illogically generous, like being yes. so generous, you know, what is the most amount of value I could possibly give this audience? And your audiences are going to feel it. They're going to know whether yes. or not you've got a scarcity mindset or not. And so, um, and by the way, because like I know for myself, people, like when I've gotten episodes like that, I haven't published them, man, because I'm like, there's no value in this to anybody when you keep mm-hmm. sending me to YouTube, <laughs> but continue. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, what I, what I found, and, and, and again, this is understanding how consumers work or how listeners work, right? It's the more value you give, like if you give away all your secrets, right? Um, the DIYers, you know, people at that budget level, they were never going to give you money to begin with. Correct. They, they weren't. They, they, Correct. They're, just, they're not at that level yet. Because if somebody um, sees more value in doing it themselves versus paying you, they don't get it anyway, right? Like yeah. that person would have been a headache as a client. Yes. Right. And so the ones who do have budget that, that they have the potential to grow, they're going to hear, oh my gosh, they were, you know, and they're going to really connect with you. And they're going to do stuff like, you know, hit, you know, hit back 15 seconds. Wait, what was that thing that he said? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and like, they're going to soak it all in, but they're not going to do it themselves. They're not, no, they just, do they don't have time for that. Because here's, here's the thing. Like you'll, you'll see like number one podcast listeners are people that are thinking with growing. So if they're listening to this, they're, they, they want to grow themselves or their business or whatever it may be. Yeah. But if they're, if they're hearing that, they're like, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. I need to find that guy. Like that's something to think about. Or they also understand like, hey, you're the one to do this because you have a methodology behind this, right? And I, I think so many times when you don't share the methodology, you're not creating trust. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, have some faith in the audience. Um, uh, be, you know, be incredibly generous. Um, one question I was going to ask you, you yeah. already mentioned something, but when you show up um, and you're getting ready to record, Sometimes you only have 30 minutes to record within like this one, for example. Other yeah. times I'd see it's, it's pretty typical that they've blocked off an hour, but regardless, usually you don't have a whole lot of time, uh, but pre-interview or kind of pre-show, like, um, is there anything you recommend a guest say or ask um, prior to hitting record? So, so really the, the big one is like, how can I make this valuable to you? Which is really important, but you also hit on a key point as well is like, 
is also looking when you're listening to an episode here or there, look at episode length because that's really important. Like you need to, you need to know, like, do I have to condense stories? Do I have to tell stories differently? Do I have to tie things in quicker? So like, that's something really, really important to know because I know even as an interviewer, if I know I only have 25 minutes for an interview, I'm going to do an interview differently. Whereas if I have an hour, so you have to understand that. And that's, that's really important to show up that way. But the main question I do ask is, oh, you're going to say something. Oh, no, no, no. Keep going, please. <laughs> but the main question I do ask is, you know, how can I make this valuable to you? And, and the other thing I ask is like, hey, do you guys have a really big media push going on right now or something like that? Because there may be something that they're discussing more on the show right now. And you need to be aware of that. And you may not have known if you didn't ask. But that's a few things to just know, because there's a lot you can observe before you get on a podcast. Yeah. You know, usually I hear this a lot is that the podcast hosts uh, are usually interested in growing their show. Like that's that's usually one of the highest priorities I hear them. They want more listeners uh, and, and they want to grow their own brand. Yes. And so as a guest, if you're sympathetic to that and you're like, listen, you know, I, I want you to know, like, this is one thing I'll tell the host. I say, my goal is to make this your most downloaded episode of all time. Yeah. But I'm going to promote <laughs> this very heavily because yes. it's a win-win. It's great for you. It's great for me. Um, also, I could just tell you. I'll be that, honest with you. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why more people don't do that, Josh. Oh. Like, 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 and I've, it, this is once again, from a host perspective, like I've had so many people on my show that like, oh my God, we nailed that interview, blah, blah, blah. And they don't do anything with them. Like, why <laughs> would you go on a podcast if you don't plan on doing anything with this? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, thank you for doing the good work out there because yeah, <laughs> um, I think there's, you know, and, and I think it stems from visibility equals fame equals all my wildest dreams coming true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And no, that's so, exactly what it is. Um, and also another thing, and this probably comes up as well is I would promote it to my own audience. I would share it on Facebook, but I don't want people to think that I'm just bragging about myself. How do you, how do you answer that? You know, I think there's a very small percentage of people that think that. I think it's more of the first part of what you said that people think this is a passive process and not an active process. Mm. Like it, you know, it's, it goes back to every personal development thing you ever heard. Like life doesn't happen to you. Life happens because of you. But it's the same thing with PR. It's like, what are you going to do with this? How are you going to use this? How are you going to implement it? You don't just put your feet up and wait for it to happen to you. It is an active process, not a passive process. Yeah. Um, what other tricks do you have for getting that content. So I've done a podcast, like, and you, you were kind of mentioning some of these things uh, in terms of like, okay, if this podcast is going live, it's gone live. You know, sometimes I'll ask um, if the host will let me uh, record on my end uh, as well, or if I can get a copy of it um, and I'll sli I'll give it to my team. I'll say slice and dice this. Like, cause if the podcast, because the podcast, podcast host might not they very well are probably not going to do a great job at that. I'd say the average podcast host doesn't repurpose to the degree that they probably should. Yeah. Um, and so if they're not going to do it, by golly, I'm going to do it. Um, because if I give a really great answer to something, I want my whole audience everywhere to hear that. Um, so I, I know that's one thing I'll ask is, you know, would you mind if I get a copy of this or can I hit record on my end? Can you give me permission uh, no, that's that's a great point too, because I know like for myself, I've done so many interviews, like, like you and I vote really both focus on like having a great video setup when we do these. So like, we're doing this with the intention of like, I want somebody to use this video. And I always feel so bummed when I see like a small percentage of them that are on YouTube or on rumble or on anything like that. Like they just don't use the video a lot of times. Mm. So yeah, that is a big thing. Like, can I use this video? Would it be cool if I made to use it to make my own clips to promote it? 
they're going to say yes, because they want more traffic and more eyes on what they're doing. And then you can, you know, like I know for us, we've made some really cool templates um, in, uh, what is it? Premiere Pro is the movie one. Yeah, Premiere Pro. And then we, we move those a lot of times over to Headliner. And when we do like the, the large, like carousel style captions, which is a really big deal as well. So you want to figure out how you can engage people and how you can get them interested in what you're doing. And if you're already creating this video content, if the host doesn't have to do anything extra, why wouldn't you ask for it? Like it's, that's a really great idea. And it's some, it's funny. That's something that I don't do enough. And now I'm going to do more often because I do so many videos with interviews with people that they don't use the video. And I'm like, what, why, where is it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know, what I like about appearing as a guest is that um, it you become a content production machine. I think a lot of times when we're, we're kind of saying, Oh gosh, I got to produce stuff for social media. And we don't know what to say. <laughs> we don't know what to do. Like if you're appearing as a guest on a podcast, that's taken care of for you. Correct. Uh, you, you will instantly, because someone's going to ask you a question, you'll come up with a good answer. And that, that answer is gold. So if you need more content uh, for your blog, for your YouTube channel, for all of your social media, for whatever it is, sending out to, you know, what am I going to send to my email list, right? It's it's kind of barren. Um, just appear on more podcasts. Like you will have an unlimited amount of content now that you can work with. And I think that's a great point too, because I think some people are number one, creating more content than they realize. And number two, they're not using what they're creating at all. Like, you know what I mean? They go, they're, they're like, they're going on 50, 60 different podcasts rather than looking at because each podcast, could, you could create content for like months off of that. So it's figuring out how can I use each individual individual piece of content I'm creating with this and use this to do something. But too often people are like, all right, another one, another one, another one, another one, another media feature, rather than figuring out how can I bring this into my ecosystem and how can I use it properly? Like that's a huge deal. Yeah. Jeremy Brand, Jeremy, sorry. <laughs> I just merged two things together. Just merged Jeremy me and Slate, my cousin. <laughs> brand.com. Um, when folks go there, what, what should they look for? What should they do? Uh, who do you work really well with? So we work really well with people that we call visionary founders. They're people that are doing big things. They've gotten to a point of success in their, in their life and you know, in their business and whatever. And they're looking for somebody to help position them the right way and put them in the right place. Um, if they, uh, the, the page I would recommend that they go to is actually commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons. And it's the seven reasons you're not getting featured on your favorite podcasts. Um, it goes through everything you could need to know about basic things, about getting your positioning right, getting your pitch right, things like that. And it's the word seven or the number seven will work for that. Okay. So you said commandyourbrand.com slash seven. Seven. Seven reasons. Seven reasons. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. And, you know, and that's another thing too, you know, kind of the final thing is like, um, don't be so obsessed on show size. Like, yeah, it's great when you get picked up by a big podcast, you know, yes, there's more ears that are going to be tuning into that. But again, if you're focused on the authority that you're gaining and the content you produce, you don't have to stress out so much about that because uh, uh, honestly, like a podcast interview is a podcast interview. Um, it's great if the, if the host is good at doing what they do. I mean, right, right. Like yourself a little easier. But, 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 you know, you know, like yourself, but like, um, one of the things that we end up having conversations with clients about is this about impact or about vanity. And that's the question you always have to ask yourself, man. Like, is this about my vanity or my actual impact? And if it's about your impact, man, you got a niche, like it's vital. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Jeremy Slade, commandyourbrand.com slash it was slash seven. Seven reasons. Seven reasons. Command your band, uh, commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons. Thank you so much, Jeremy. This has been awesome. Hey, brother. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, 
please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.